Divine Proclamations with Yanks, Goose, and TLP. We're here live uh, with an interview with Dogman, coach of BDE. Um, Dogman is the reigning defending uh, coach of the championship team BDE from spring 2022 Titan Esports split. Um, Dog, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how me and you have met in the years past. Oh. Yeah, there's a story. So, what's up? I'm Dogman. Um, so, among many things, I am the coach of BDE from last split into this split. Uh, also the mid laner for Conqueror League, EDE. So, you know, uh, don't forget about all that. Undefeated, by the way. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, obviously, I've known you and uh, ISO, the top laner for BDE, for quite a long time probably over two years now so you know we uh we met i think for like clash um just like online on a reddit post or whatever and um you know we we met from there played together for a while um what was the team name don't let the don't let the listeners out on the team uh, name for sure hey i was gonna get there but um <laughs> Yeah, you know, we uh we created the the Furious 5 as we were once dubbed. Um, you know, played together for probably like a year, I would say, somewhere around there together and then uh you know, we kind of split ways um for a bit there and you and you and I so stuck together and uh you know, continued to find more people to play with until eventually finding people like Trisco and Goose and uh you know, among others, and Wiley, who's our jungler now, who's your support. Crazy stories, crazy times. Anyways, I want to go into the the um, you know undefeated conqueror. Like that is, I mean, you guys have two teams right now, both in Divinity and Conqueror, that are undefeated. I want to know who is molding this organization right now. Who's got their hand? on everything or is it something where both are just completely separated tell me what's going on in the inner workings of uh you know bde ede right now yeah so i'd say overall the i don't know maybe the the de brand <laughs> um <laughs> is is kind of run over by iso i'd say he's the maybe head honcho so to say um in in the sense of um you know, player, player moves and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I think when, when the plat team came together and EDE came together, it was kind of left to us. Um, you know, he had basically just said, 
I'm thinking about starting a plat team and uh, you know, you you fit the bill. I know you have, you know, another member of the the Furious Five, Chase, our support. You know, he was uh obviously on my list of people I wanted to bring in. So uh we just kind of started ground up in in that sense. Um so for the Conqueror team it was kinda wily as the jungle as you know iso you know kind of said hey here's a here's a pick for you a jungler for you and you know obviously we love wiley having him there and then uh i kind of brought in me and chase chase brought in a friend of his timmy the adc and then um you know lastly maybe a week before the season started we we found scooter our esteemed top laner so um you know the platform kind of together uh between us four and then um, you know, in terms of BDE, my role as coach is more, um, you know, outside of the realm of player decisions and things like that. And it's more of just, um, you know, what players are here and what can we do with them? So that's kind of my role there. That's exactly what I wanted to lead into, actually. You know, we have a new roster, a new lineup. I mean, you know, BDE 1.0 is totally different from the uh, BDE 2.0 that we just saw in, you know, week four. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about your team? You know, um, just like a quick, you know, rundown, like who's on it, who's off it, you know, what's going on? Uh, just, uh, just real quick, starting in the top lane, why don't we stop, start up there? Cause we all know and love who's up there. Oh yeah. So, you know, ISO's, ISO's our rock, uh, you know, he's, He's uh the top laner for years to come, right? So, you know, we have we have ISO up in the top lane. Um and I assume you kinda of just want me to roll roll down the list. So um, you know, well, I don't want you to I don't want you to skirt it's it's not just ISO the the rock in the top lane. We're talking about the reigning top MVP from last bit. Arguably arguably who beat out TLP the second best. And then brought him onto the organization. So I, I you know, it, it's not just the rock up there. It's the reigning defending top lane MVP. I want you to tell me about Isodak. Yeah, you know, well, I think when you bring up a good point, and I guess I kind of neglected to say that not only do we have the best top laner in the league, we have the second best top laner down at support. So, um, <laughs> you know, that is that is an interesting dynamic. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, ISO, uh, ISO obviously all-star last split, champion last split, uh, you know, GM of both teams. So, Are we expecting to see the same type of level of play from ISO or is something going to be changing with the, you know, the new people coming in? Are we going to see ISO on the same champions? Are we going to see him facilitating a different role? I know we love ISO on Orn. We've seen him on Camille. <laughs> We've just seen him on Trindamir this past week. What what type of role is ISO fulfilling in this team with the new lineup? Yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously as as the team transforms and different people are playing different weeks and, uh, you know, it kind of changes the dynamic of the team overall. You know, you can't have uh, just, you know, Orin up top every single game if, you know, that's not what the, the team dictates. That's not what the team needs, right? So... No, um, you, of course you can put him in the bot lane too, right? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm always one for uh, diversity of, of picks and players. So, uh, you know, anything could happen, right? But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I let's just put it this way. I've seen ISO support before, you know, so, you know, who knows, who knows what could come in the future? I mean, we have TLP down support, who knows? 
book it out. Uh, fair enough. Um, next, I want to go into uh, Killbot in the jungle. I know this man, you know, obviously we're being on Team BDE, um, but a lot of people don't know him. And when I brought it up to the power rankings committee, I would say, and I'm going to do quote unquote committee because it's, you know, it's three, four of us talking about the power rankings each week and and putting our consensus together. They didn't know about this man and his, you know, Talia one trick, I would say. And, you know, with the the. I want to say million mastery on this champion. Um, but I want to specifically talk about, you know, without a doubt in my mind, comparing him to your last jungler, he has a much larger champion pool and the diversity is much different. And I know this to be for a fact, because guess what? I know who the jungler was previously. How does this change drafts for you? Yeah. You know, uh, obviously the, I mean, you would know it best, right? The the jungle pool is definitely different from, um, spoiler alert, guys, Yanks501 as our previous jungler to uh, Killbot here, who we have now. So, you know, the, the Talia, the Warwick, you know, these are things that you're you're not going to see. But I think that, I mean, you're not going to see from Yanks, but, uh, you know, you do see from Killbot, obviously. And, um, you know, I think Killbot kind of has <clears throat> some similar picks in terms of, uh, you know, the ball bear and things like that, you know, he can, he can play some meta mainstays and, um, you know, obviously there are nerfs and buffs coming in every, every two weeks, unless Riot decides to take a break. So, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely, you know, available and ready to, to take on different champions. So, um, you know, I, I do like Killbot and, you know, I think that one thing that Killbot really, does bring to the table which i which i really enjoy is you know he's he's a voice in draft and he's not a voice that's you know afraid to you know speak up and i like that you know that's that's one thing is i i like to be the coach and not the dictator right so if you know if push comes to shove and draft i'm not necessarily the you're letting people take some comfort picks rather than something you might think would be better there is that is that what i'm gathering yeah, you know, I mean, it, it kind of depends on the situation. You know, right now we're, um, I don't want to say cruising based on, you know, how we've been playing in some of the games, but, you know, we're, we're playing it out through the regular season and, you know, we're, we're definitely here. We're a, we're a new team, you could almost say. And uh, so obviously there's, there's room for new picks and, you know, just finding out, you know, what the team likes to play and, you know, what the team is, you know, open to playing. So uh, sometimes those can be, you know, different things and, I think sometimes, you know, maybe not even sometimes, maybe more often than not, uh, you know, the players have different ideas of what's good than, you know, versus what I have an idea of what's good uh, in a draft. I just want to make sure you bookmark that because we're going to be following up there with, you know, who's calling, who's talking, because we're going to talk about that and also talk about that, that game we just saw this past week. So don't. Don't lose that train of thought. <laughs> Next, I want to get into something spicy here. And this is the mid lane. Um, arguably, and I, I mean arguably, like there's not a lot of people that's going to argue this. You had or have, I want you to tell me what's going on, the league MVP, I would say, in Trisco. But now that we've looked at the roster changes, we see Trisco as sub mid lane. We saw a new starting mid lane in Nabra. What what happened? What caused this? What's going on? Is is Trisco just toxic? Did he get banned? 
did, did he get a job? Like what happened where you're now, you now have, you know, Nabra and, and no flame to him. He did pretty well on the Lux. You know, we, we, we saw pretty, a, like decent game from him, but he was no Trisco and we noticed what happened. <laughs> What's going on? You know, uh, I'll, I'll never flame Trisco. He's, he's, the goat of divinity. I'll, I'll just say it doesn't matter what position you want to throw out there, what player you want to throw out there. He's the greatest player to ever live in divinity. <laughs> um, in no, but uh, you know if you you know if you go ahead and you know look at the the same stat sheet sheet. You know uh, I think one thing that is pretty apparent just from the the opening day roster was you know we're not talent's a good thing to have, right? Uh, you know we're not afraid to just have two top laners that are number one and number two in divinity and just put one in support. And, uh, you know, I think with Nabra, um, you know, he's at least after that performance, you know, in those three games, uh, just yesterday, um, you know, he is ranked seven overall and Trisco's ranked five overall. So I think that, you know, we just have two goaded mid laners along with two goaded top laners. So, um, I think that you can never have, enough talent on a team. I think ISO, I don't know if he's paying people under the table or what's going on, <laughs> but somehow he just keeps managing to bring in, you know, great people. And uh, I think by no means is, uh, are we done seeing Trisco under the BDE uh, logo? So, um, all right. Um, now another, like I would say semi-controversial what's going on. You know, we've had the, permanent roster changes in your jungle we've had some roster changes with support from last split bringing in tlp we've got the roster changes with trisco now on the bench and now brought in what's going on with your adc position because now that goose has taken more of an analyst desk role he's on you know on the content creation team it looks like you almost like you guys have a rotating bot lane ADC. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Steve Barron. I love Eden Major, but we're seeing one every other week. Is this is this how it's going to go? Is this uh, just happen to be who's up available for scrims? Both are great. We love seeing them, but they do bring different stuff to the you know to your table. Yeah, you know, I think uh, both of them are obviously good ADCs for us. I think we've had success with both of them um, playing. Uh, you know, I think it just kind of comes back to having talent. I mean, we obviously we we saw what Major can do uh, in the finals from last split, right? I mean, he he couldn't do quite enough, so he had to come and join us. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, him and him and TLP, you know, they had to they had to come over toward the dark side, right? But uh, you know, we we love playing with Major, and I think, uh, you know, Steve Dreadbaron, he's, you know, just as good. You know, I think they're they're both quality ADCs for us to have, and, um, you know, I don't I don't think uh, people can really know what to expect with, with both of them down at ADC, so. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be hard for you to prep unless you know what's going on, you know, in advance, who's showing up for what, unless it's a calculated decision, but what I really want to know is who's arguably arguably better in the role. Is it, you know, Dread Baron or is it Eden Major? Who's better in your in your opinion? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of things you could point to about who's better and in, in you know the same position, the same role. But 
Um, you know, I think uh, the important thing really to focus on is, you know, that we're we're playing well with with both of them in there. So, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily point fingers at at who's better and you know all right all right i'll take the political route on that one i'll accept <laughs> it. that's fine i don't want to throw you under the bus with your team that's all right um all right we've talked about him enough we've talked about him when he was top lane we've talked about him when we stole eden let's talk about tlp he's a good support he's not the greatest we'll we'll give you that one he's his alistair game on point but the question i have is can he play an enchanter? Does he bring that to the table? Or is it something you guys know you can't draft with? No, you know, I think, uh, to be honest, we're, we're still kind of figuring out, you know, what everyone's pools are. So um, I think even in the, in the series against, um, you know, PS, uh, just yesterday, you know, we, we brought out the karma um, in the second game. And, you know, I mean, that is the game that we lost, but I don't think that that necessarily, you know, automatically means that oh he can't play enchanters you know um i think it just kind of comes down to comfort you know he's obviously he's a tried and true top laner um you know he's got the the top laner mentality there are things that he's got to learn specifically about the role and about support and uh you know what what kind of your champion is looking to do versus what top lane champion is looking to do but um you know i think he's he's putting in a lot of work on a lot of different champions to just to kind of figure out you know what what works and what doesn't. And I think, uh, you know, the important thing to focus on is throughout scrims and throughout even these regular season matches, you know, he's not just a one trick pony, you know, he's, he's bringing out picks that other people aren't bringing out like the orange support. Uh, a, oh, a we love seeing, the, we love seeing the orange support for sure. <laughs> the tried and true BD classic. Right. And, you know, he's, he's bringing out the Alstar. He's also got, you know, some, some Thresh game under his belt. You know, he's got some Enchanter games under his belt. You know, he's... And then in scrims, you know, we're we're running all sorts of different things. So, um, you know, I think the the ability to, you know, come from top lane and transition quickly and, you know, not instantly be the best, and that's not what we would, you know, expect from somebody, from anybody switching to any, you know, new position. But, you know... Top lane to support, they aren't exactly the same role. <laughs> um, Absolutely not. They're different mentality, and, and, and we understand that. Yeah, um, you know, I think uh, just to kind of cap it on that, I think uh, the important thing is that not only has he been, you know, putting in the effort on new supports, but, you know, both of the guys down in ADC, uh, you know, Dread Baron and Major are both open and willing to, you know, try out new supports and try out new ADC combos and, you know, just kind of see what, what works and what doesn't, you know, so, uh, you know, we're just busting out everything down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that we've gone through every position, I want to know in these games, who's calling the shots, who's the voice. I want to know because we, in the past, from personal experience, we knew that Wiley was a big voice. Goose was a big voice. Yanks was a big voice. Obviously I can be there. I, (laughs) I know. Who's talking now? Is ISO calling the shots? Is Killbot? Uh, you know, Trisco was always uh, more of the quiet side. Is now Bra more of the talkative? You know, Steve Baron, uh, Dread Baron, excuse me. You know, is, is he calling it? What's going on in comms, in games? Yeah, you know, I think uh, so. You know, we can just start with you. I'll just throw a little flame towards you and say that you probably talked more in this interview than you have in you know any any series. <laughs> I'm just playing, <laughs> but. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, you're, you kind of hit the, the nail on the head with, you know, who the previous shot callers of BD are with, you know, Goose Wiley and you. So, um, you know, with, with those three, you know, out of the equation, it is a good question to ask, you know, who is really picking up the slack there. And I think, you know, with, with kind of different players, you know, Trisco played last week, Navarro played this week, you know, Killbot's been in there for two weeks now and TLP has been in there the whole season, but, you know, ADC has kind of been here and there um, as to, you know, who's played each week. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a, an interesting dynamic within the team, but, um, you know, I think uh, everybody's kind of understood that at this point, you know, ev- everybody that played on the roster yesterday has played enough together as five to kind of figure out, you know, who's, who's not going to be the one that talks and who's going to be the ones that talk. And I think that just kind of comes naturally. Um, I think in terms of yesterday's five-man roster and, you know, who we had out there, I think Killbot's, you know, always a vocal person, as I kind of mentioned earlier. You know, he's, he's always open to, you know, talking and making calls and, you know, uh, you know, reading plays and trying to make plays both early and late. And then I think um, as of yesterday's roster, uh, Dread Baron is a pretty big voice for us. But I think, you know, Major kind of fills in those shoes, too, when he's, when he's in there and... Um, you know, so it's kind of a jungle ADC dynamic. Um, always the jungle. We never get enough credit in the jungle. (laughs) Yeah. Jungle, jungle never gets enough credit, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're talking They're you know, we all, we all know they're there. We just don't like to talk about them. Right. So, (laughs) um, let's, let's talk about, you know, we've referenced it a couple of times, you know, this interview, let's talk about the, the, I'm going to put it quote-unquote, win yesterday. Um, you beat Pepe Soldiers 2-1. You beat them game one. You lost game two. Mm-hmm. And then you you scrapped it out game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you dropped a game to the bottom team in the league. Now, is this considered a win or is it considered a loss? Like, what, what do we... You should have steamrolled, is my opinion. You know, BDE reigning defending. You guys were undefeated, still undefeated. I mean, I'm not going to take that away from you, but is this considered a wa- a, a win or a loss for Dogman and BDE? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, as as BDE as a whole, I think at this point um, in the roster, you know, it's not like these guys have been playing together for weeks and weeks and weeks. And um, so honestly, I think any experience is good experience at this point. You know, it's not like we're, you know, in the in the grand finals playing for our lives and we're you know barely scraping by which you know at at that point you know i would hope that we're more than scraping by to um you know the team that we had just kind of played um you know i think it's it's pretty clear to everybody and i think that's the important thing that everybody's kind of on the same boat that you know the way that they played a win's a win's a win right but um you know against maybe better competition, um, you know, a stronger team that's, you know, really, really pushing for that number one spot um, against us. You know, those, those one and three games, um, you know, might have been rougher and maybe that, that game two really matters more. Um, I think, you know, in a sense, I, I, I'd never say that winning a Series 2-1 is necessarily a loss just because, you know, you can just like you can learn from a win, you can also learn from a loss. And I think 
sometimes there's there's more to learn with a, a newer team with a loss than there is with a win. Um, so yeah, I think I think overall, I would just say that that, that it's it's a win in a lot of ways. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that definitely makes sense. I mean, once you put it in the perspective, like you have a brand new team, not I shouldn't say brand new team. You've got new pieces to the team. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're gaining the the valuable experience, leveling up. You know, you know, we're all Pokemon in this journey, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I'll, I'll give you that one. I, I think I might have misspoke. You know, it, it definitely isn't a loss, but we we in the community thought it was definitely going to be a steamroll, and especially on the the power rankings desk, it was it was a two zero across the board for all of us. So we, I think I I was just highly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um. I have I have two final questions here, and then we're going to wrap this up. Uh, the second last question I have for you is is right now, BDE two point two, whatever you want to call it. You have ISO, Killbot, Nabra, Eden, Steve, Dread, you know whichever one you want to put, and TLP. Who's the strongest piece of the puzzle? Who's gonna who who's who's the who's the shining piece? right now would you say is is your mvp of bde Mm. you know i think uh i think honestly that's that's a a tough question to answer you know i think um with this literally being the first time in in a titan week an official match where you know these five are playing together as five you know i you can you can maybe come to a conclusion of you know who's the mvp of the series um, I don't know about an MVP of the team as a whole because, you know, to be honest at this point, um, you know, we don't really know, you know, what what these five have together as a team. You know, I can I can sure point to ISO as, you know, I know what, you know, ISO is and the champions that he plays and what he brings to the table over knowing him for two years, you know, but can I say the same for everybody else? So I think it's kind of, in in a sense, unfair to, you know, put any kind of pressure or expectations on, you know, players who played together for the first time as five, um, you know, in an official match just yesterday. So I'll give you a political answer for that one too. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, final question. Um, I just want to know your thoughts uh, moving forward with this team, the roster that you have potential changes, whether or not you think Trisco might come back, you know, what, is a realistic goal are you you know are we looking at a dynasty are we looking at the patriots um is it going to be something where you guys plan on winning a couple of splits um or is it something where right now with the new roster you know we're okay with you know quote unquote making it to worlds and seeing how we perform there aka finals making a finals run you know if you win or lose you know maybe losing because of the instability or something like that you know what is what is the end goal? What is the okay achievement? What 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 are you guys setting your sights on? Yeah, I think um, you know we're definitely not looking to TSM 06 at Worlds, so that's that's not the plan. I don't think the plan is ever to settle for getting there. I think the the plan is to win it all. Um, I think the expectation is to win it all. Um, you know, it's it's a long time before we get to that that finals match, right? So. Um, you know, we can, we can talk about the inconsistencies roster wise and play wise right now. Um, but I don't think that those 
inconsistencies will be the same come finals. So, um, you know, I fully, I fully expect, you know, I know, I know what we're able to get to. I know, you know, what other teams are more or less capable of um, in terms of challenging us. And I think that, you know, the expectation is always going to be win finals. Um, and, you know, that's period, end of story. I think, you know, obviously I, I wouldn't be, you know, heard at all or upset at all, you know, if, if something tragic happens come playoffs. But, you know, that's not, that's not something that I really think about besides you asking that question. You know, I think uh, without a doubt this team can win it all. No matter no matter what mix and match five you have out there, so I'm not gonna lie to you. Knowing you for as long as I did, I would expect nothing less from you. So I'm glad you said that, and I'm glad you didn't sugarcoat it. Because uh, <laughs> if you if you would have gave me anything else, I would have called you out for it. Um, yeah. And, with and that, know, I'll, oh, I'll go, ahead, you, go ahead. Yeah, I'll give you you know one more exclusive scoop. I'm gonna go ahead and call out my team in EDE and say that. You know, it's a it's a two man race, and I think we're ahead of the bunch. So, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, with that though, we're gonna wrap up this interview. I've got Dogman here, the coach of uh, BDE. Um, mm-hmm. We just spent some quality time with him. There was some solid answers to your question to the questions we had as a community. I appreciate your time, Dogman. Do you have anything to shout out real quick? Yeah, I mean, uh, shout out. BDE, shout out, you know, Goose, shout out you, Yanks, uh, shout out EDE, um, and shout out all the all the dog fans out there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if you're listening to this, though, uh, we've got a, a scheduled interview with Solace, uh, the top laner of Dorado Chi Gaming. Uh, we just saw them uh, beat up on the Crab Wranglers this past uh, week. Um, that's going to be coming out this Friday, so stay tuned. And, uh, Dog, I appreciate all the time. Uh, We're out here. Thanks. Divine Proclamations with Yanks, Goose, and TLP.